loose. Ready to roll. That's the theme of this week's podcast. We're ready to roll live from the deck. From the deck. Mikey live. and TP. I think we're getting ready to rock and roll for uh, maybe actually more than four listeners. You think so? How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, I think uh, four is probably a good number for us. You know, <laughs> four is probably where it's at, and we invested in more microphones. We need a better microphone. Because people think our microphone... New gear. They think it's shit, and we'll find out if it's actually shit we'll after was, uh, after we listen to it, and then decide whether you uh, need to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We so, can't tell anybody about this. We have Adventure. Not, We've told a few people. There's been some listeners. We have, and I got, we've got some uh, okay feedback, I think. Um, you know, just, it wasn't my girl's uh, cup of tea down in New Orleans, but she's not in Well, she thing. just didn't like local sports. <laughs> well, yeah. So She did like my opinion, though, I think. Um, she, yeah, she definitely was on your side. Because I, I have a great side. <laughs> um, so we're uh, we're thinking about unrolling it to a more broad crowd, putting it on the uh, the Facebook, on the social, on the Insta, <laughs> and letting the the masses come to our podcast so that they can listen to it on a weekly basis. Get get to 10, 10 listeners. You know, for you loyal three out there, <laughs> you know, you can say that you were here from the beginning. <laughs> the yeah, before yeah, the, the embryo stage. So it's October twenty second. We are about 13 days from election, which we'll get to in a little bit. And uh, I want to know how your week is. Week's been good. Nope. Coming in. Was, was that yelling at us? Did you hear that? TP's hearing noises. I thought someone said, hey guys. Oh, you can let it go. We're still going. We're live. I think we're live. Yeah, just keep that going. And now we're hearing things. And now I'm sure here. this is the way that we definitely wanted to enter this episode. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's all part of it. It's all part I of definitely it. was hearing voices. No, somebody said something. I don't know if they were talking to us. But somebody Probably said something. not. Anyway. Um, so how was your week? Uh, that was good. You know, uh, Nashville recap. Went down there with those uh, guys from Louisville, and that was a good time. And the, the uh, Gilmore Invitational. Um, I did pretty well. Not How'd gonna, you do? I'm not gonna, yeah, not going to lie. Thanks for asking. Um, the, the singles, Tell me about it, TV. The singles match on um, Friday morning, I came in second. Out of Uh-oh. 12. Uh-oh, second out of 12. It's pretty good. Did you take some money home? I did. Took some money home for that. All right. You got some quiche. Get some quiche. Uh, you yeah, for a better bourbon now. Yeah. <laughs> I like my middle of the road bourbon. My uh, low low rent bourbon. But uh, anyway, so uh, shot 76, net 70. Okay. Lost to a guy that shot 82. Uh, that was getting 14 strokes, so net 68. So it was right there. Could have took it home, but... Uh, Got a nice little chunk for that, and then the uh, two-man scramble in the afternoon. Me and my uh, uh, partner Trevor Klein, we we took that. Uh, we went uh, running away, as they say. Uh, we were ten under. The next the next closest team was five under. More money. Want some more money for that? See, so, that's the most I, interesting thing of everything you just said. I want some money, and then I want some more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was so, a good time had by all. Good time had by all. So uh, yeah, I paid paid for most of the trip uh, in those two rounds. So did you? So how long were you in Nashville? Went down Thursday uh, morning and played Tuesday afternoon, a little practice round. Didn't play particularly well in the practice round, but I was like, okay, I'm okay with this because I didn't want to, you know, blow my wad and shoot, you know, really good number in the practice round and okay. not be able to back that up on Friday. So, no, I was happy with it. That's good. Did, you go, out, did you go out in Nashville? We went to a, um, a uh, local little sports bar on, the, uh, on a lake that was close to our um, 
watch some football. Watch some football. I think one of the uh, playoff games is on that week. Okay. Uh, so watch that. Um, not they, that where we were. They had uh, no interest in, in mask or. COVID. How did that make you feel? Uh, you know, it is because you've you've gotten over your fears. Uh, yeah, no, I have definitely. I have not. Yeah, I know. We can talk about that later, but um, no, they definitely. Um, I had no interest in, in any of the precautions, which some did, some didn't, but there was a majority that did not. Um, but you know, again, it, it, you know, life comes down to decisions. I made the decision to go. What am I gonna? I'm not gonna start, you know, second guessing myself, so to speak. It's almost like so. It's like your decision to go, but this is the problem that I've had. I've been to places where I've decided to go. Uh, last week, I went to a restaurant and. I walked in and we decided to eat and stay and I'm telling you there was no social distancing there were so many people around the bar and you said you did stay or we stayed and ate and I went with three of my friends and we're all in the same part like we're very we're cautious but we're also okay with like kind of trying to be reasonable with the situation we're like in the middle right to the point where actually one of my friends came home and it was her choice to go there and it was her birthday and later to find out she was so nervous about it and felt so bad about asking us to be there that she got hives. Oh, wow. Right. So this is the world we live in. It's like, I feel like if one of us were like, let's go, she probably would have been better. She didn't want to be that person. I should have said it because I probably was not comfortable. She literally got hives. Hives. That's wild. But I also know that I made the How many were you in your group? Just the two of you? Four of us. Four? Yeah. Um, and no one decided and we stayed there and we were sitting there talking about COVID half the time. Right. Because it was like a living, breathing COVID experiment. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, we're going to get there. Uh, let's let's wait to section two. Or like part <laughs> yeah, we two. don't want to go down the COVID road Speaking yet. of blowing your wad, I don't want to blow the wad of like, what everyone wants to listen to tonight. All four of you. What's that? Which is like our topics. <laughs> our topics, right, yeah. Right, so you went down, you had a good time. I had a good time. Did um, you go with any ladies? Were there... Well, I'll tell you what. Didn't do... Uh, with any ladies necessarily because it's a golf trip we're playing uh, 18 and 36 holes and 36 holes that's a, a lot of golf and I was pretty much dead after the round so there wasn't a lot going out but the cart girl down there oh Rachel if Uh-oh. you ever at the uh, Hermitage Rachel is, is, is the name of she, my wife she is fun okay F- like, F-U-N so did Rachel all hang, out, hang, hang out for the weekend she did not come back to the cabins but she uh, was just all pouring shots and, and talking shit and she got on the uh, tee box and took a couple swings and she just was she had oh, good she banter she, had good, she was working she had good banter she get a lot of tips she got a lot of tips she good probably she probably pulls in a, a healthy chunk let uh, me tell you been there for three years I would I would be willing to bet there's been hundreds of guys that have fallen in love with her for the weekend let me tell you something I applaud fun. that. I applaud that. I she, think it's great. She yeah. knows how to work it. She knows how to work it. And it's and like as as long as you know going in, it's like you're gonna be about <laughs> a, a drunk golfer dude. So this is like the stripper concept. It's like kind of. It's like you can fall in love with the stripper, or you can appreciate what a stripper does. I, I, you don't fall. I appreciate great pole work. Uh, you sure do. Oh, I love pole. And I know you have your history. Because I mean, that's those are athletic moves. They're super athletic. But I'm simply saying. The seduction of the stripper and like how people like there's a song I fell in love with the stripper. Correct. Because they make you feel like you're the only one. This Correct. is what this Rachel. Well, is. you know what, and that's kind of my secret. Um, they actually the, do. They for actually, all for all the uh, guys out there that uh, are trying to get stripper phone numbers because I've got you know, out, you know. Full disclosure, I've gotten several 
Uh, sure have. And, uh, Let me tell you how many I've got. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> but uh, you make them feel like they're the one. I did get one once when she that's, wanted... That's, that's, that's the same. That's the she wanted some legal help. Found out oh, there, there you go. And tit for tat. Uh, or uh, uh, quick pro pro is it say here. Tit uh, for tit. I guess. <laughs> uh, that's inappropriate. I'm sorry I said that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is the most appropriate show, though. Are we trying to be appropriate? I don't know. Yes, no, no maybe. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Offensive, we, not offensive. What's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so we was good. And uh, I didn't, you know, like my week was typical for the COVID 2020. Um, I did a lot of like, like, for example, that dinner and I watched a lot of football last weekend. Voted? I voted. I voted. That's topic one. (laughs) Premature. I I, I don't want to go there. I think prematurely like blowing all the wads (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean you're talking. We're talking about our week, so you voted. I did uh, vote. So, so I'm saying, and we could lead into topic one. I mean, we've been doing this for about six, seven, eight minutes now. So I like to wait ten minutes <laughs> to talk about this week. I didn't even didn't get know to we were th- such stricklers here on the. Well, on this, we um, have an hour show. I, I leave it for ten minutes for a segment, and this is. <laughs> you really want to go there? Yes, I voted this week. I am happy. I voted. I voted. <laughs> I did How not was have a problem. Were you, were you worried about voting? COVID, you know, COVID no, voting? I was not at all. Uh, the only thing I was worried about was like the lines. Um, I happened to vote in my county. It's a populous county. I wanted to early vote because I wanted to deal with it at a later time. Where did you go? I went to the. There was two polling sites for early voting. Go on. Um, ours happened to be at the city building of Kenton County. Okay. In Kentucky. Uh, I walked in, it was kind of a rainy Monday, um, and there was probably like, I actually called ahead to see how bad the line was, because I didn't want to stand in the rain. There was about like three or four at that time. By the time I got there, was like ten. People? Ten people. By the time I left, there was about fifty. Okay. Um, and I had spoken to a friend over the weekend who said that she went to a different county, one county over, and there's lines wrapped around the building for early. So I was somewhat concerned. Right. Um, it is a good idea to check the. Uh, yeah, we're still rocking and rolling. We're still rolling. Okay, um, good. So was it? So I went in and I waited and I didn't really have an issue. What was interesting is that they did the printout ballot, um, which was nice. So okay. they literally printed a ballot fresh for me. And did you poke holes? What do you do? No, you literally have to color it. Color it in. Okay. Know, I have poked holes in the past. Like the eighties, uh, but yeah, then you got the hanging chad. You can't have that anymore. Yeah, there's no hanging chad. The only chad I like to hang out with is my buddy Chad. <laughs> well, I don't have anybody's name Chad. I just wanted to make that <laughs> joke really bad. Um, so, so I was like to, taking the ACT. Yeah, and you know what was interesting is that um, I voted. Uh, I had a very hard time considering my options for president, as you all know. I really struggled with that, didn't you? I had a choice between Kanye West and <laughs> Joseph Biden. Did, was Kanye on the ballot? He was on our ballot. Wow. See, I'm going to go vote for Kanye. No, you will not. Is it independent? I'm no, independent. No, you want to vote for Kanye? He's literally pulling the votes from one party. You vote however you want. I'm not, I wasn't voting anyway, so I might as well vote. I know. You might just as well to vote say, for just Kanye. Just to tell, tell everybody at uh, uh, you vote a dinner party. Yeah, 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 or whatever his name is. Yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> um, All right, so uh, I guess you just went straight party line. So no I, frills. Yeah, no, I went straight party line. I really, 
despise Mitch McConnell. I think he's a frog. Um, he's a toad, and he's like talk about it. He's literally the most hypocritical. Like what he says four years ago is he does opposite. He does do as he says, not as he does, or whatever he is. So I voted uh, Amy McGrath. I voted Joseph Biden and Kamala. Kamala. And I voted uh, two of the inter- interesting proposals were one was for Marcy's Law. Do you know what Marcy's Law is? I've seen some uh, ads about that. Why don't you go uh, tell us well, all about Marcy's it? Law for a lawyer is probably like the worst thing that can happen to a criminal defense lawyer. Really? Marcy's Law effectively says that at any uh, stage of the court proceeding, victims, whether it be of sexual assault or a victim in general, has a right to A, be present, B, be notified, C, have input. Um... Hamilton County does follow Marcy's Law more so than Kentucky does, but what it does is, let's say, there's someone in, like, I don't think that things would be able to be, I think it would be a lot harder to get things done. Get things what? Done. Like, oh, moved on, so. like, cases to be moved on, things wouldn't settle as easily. Gotcha. And I, I guess the other aspect is, like, you know... Some people don't know that they're released, or some people don't know these things. But I do know that from my experience, specifically with sexual assault cases in this in this uh, in this uh, state, is that when they they have input in the final decision mm-hmm. and they get notified about what happens in it, but they aren't notified. They may not be notified to every certain thing, but they get notified as the process goes on. This would have them notified for everything, and if they don't aren't notified and don't have input. I just think, as a defense attorney, it's literally, um, it would just, it would just cause... Clog up the system? Clog up the system. It would cause, like, (sighs) clogging up the system is probably the best way of saying it, but it also would, I just don't think I'd be able to accomplish or get through cases at all. Really? So that was... Do you think you'd have to spend more time on the case, thus being more lucrative? I just think that the prosecutors would have a harder job because I don't think the average citizen understands some of the nuances, some of the, like... Uh, no, that's why we're not lawyers. Right, and so that's the problem, is that they have this preconceived notion of, like, well, just because they accepted this deal, they're free. Well, that's not the truth. They have five years of of uh, probation with the reporting and lifetime on this and that and the other, and so... Right. I think... Um, I'm taking it from a selfish perspective. I'm sure that's that's not the perspective of, of... There would be a... If somebody knew the counterpoint, they would be counterpointing you Oh, to absolutely. And be, I would get it. Yeah. I would get it. I don't know enough to be the counterpoint. It would just be like a victim saying, I need to know when this, this person's getting out of jail. Right. And my point is, well, that would make my life as a lawyer super hard. Because <laughs> then, you know, deals wouldn't get done. Right. You know, so... I'm speaking very selfishly from a lawyer's perspective. Gotcha. So that was on the ballot, and then term limits for like senators locally or, or judges, and I was I'm staunchly against extending those. So extending them, they wanted to, like a four year judgeship to last eight years, and they wanted Jesus. These people in power just want more people. One hundred percent. Like, why would you extend it? It should be like no, out. absolutely not. So local judges. Should I go? Should I go vote against that? Yes, you should vote for that, and then maybe. Uh, I give you a cookie or, or like maybe I can trick you into voting on the opposite side of the page for the right guy. And what do you, uh, I mean, what do we think? Do you think um, uh, Trump carries Kentucky like 
You did? It's interesting because we are, thir- like, I want to talk about this. 13 days from the election, we just had a debate which was so much more civil than the previous debate. I saw the last five minutes. I can uh, attest to that. And they weren't like, I mean, like, it was, that was probably where they were starting to get heated finally, but that was more civil than any moment of the previous debate. Right. Um, they were sweating. Yeah, they were, weren't they? And it's interesting. You know, I find it interesting. Trump's face was turning bright red, and he was getting angry, and he couldn't, like, do what he wanted to do. And Biden was starting to stutter a little bit, which he does when it he looked gets... pale, I thought. He looks like a ghost. <laughs> I mean, he does look like a ghost, but, I, you know... Uh, I'd vote for uh, a cup of tea over Donald Trump at this point. <laughs> um, a pile of steamed turds. Steamed turds sound way better than that. Uh... But, so they had this debate. We're 13 days away. I think he dominates Kentucky. You think so? I do. I, I think, think so Mitch McConnell dominates Kentucky. I don't yeah. think there's a chance that, no. especially, I think what hurt Kentucky from coming to blue was COVID, believe it or not. Because I think people are pissed off at the Democratic governor, governor yeah. Bashir. Yep. And I think they're going to vote angry. So do you think the, uh, I don't know who the uh, Republican was that ran against Bashir, but do you think he would have had to shut the uh, state down? And would he have done that? Or I don't know. Have... Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. not the same way. Right. But what I do know, and we're, we're going to get into it a little bit, is like the numbers of COVID, which is extending in certain areas. Oh, it's spiking all over the country, especially in Ohio. Ohio. And especially like... in red states, man. The red states are getting crushed. Right. Um, but you yeah. know what? Red states don't care. They're like, we'll get COVID. Who gives a shit? You live, you die. I mean, that's how life works. But, the, but does it though? I mean, yes, that's how it works. We are, it's, it, it, it kind of is survival of the fittest, and that's what Ohio is saying. They're saying, uh, they're talking about allowing um, uh, fans to the, to the golf tournament in Texas for the first time, because Texas is pretty much a red state. So, red states are like, piss on it. We're full steam ahead. You get COVID, you live, great, you die. Sorry. Sorry, you got COVID. But here's the problem with that, and I'm going to tell you the problem with that, is that it's not fair to those that actually want to live, like who make choices to like be healthy and live. Right. Well, because, those people those people that have concerns are going to have to stay home. But that's the problem, is that they're if they're staying home, but, unless they're literally locked their doors, they can't go to the grocery who, and run into people who are now less care- careful. Yeah. And when they're less careful and they run into those people and they get them infected, well, all I can say is fuck them. Right. I mean, like, fuck, fuck the people who made that choice, who think it's their right to be, uh, for it to the, be but American. Dude, that, that, but that's American. We're, we don't give a shit. But that's the wrong attitude. I don't, yeah. It's a terrible attitude. It's a terrible attitude, but, but people don't give a shit that it's a terrible attitude. Like, it's my attitude. It's, I'm American. I can do whatever the hell I want. And if it, it is if, such. If it, if it affects you negatively, then, then piss on you. I'm telling such, you. I understand what you're saying, and I know this The CDC would have said from the beginning, Wearing a mask will protect you. It will protect you. You will be 80% chance, less of a chance of getting this disease. They would have a lot less pushback. They fucked up by saying it would protect their neighbor. Nobody gives a shit about their neighbor. If they did, they'd wear a mask. I mean, you're speaking You're speaking the truth. I understand that, but I, I can't... What I'm saying is maybe we're on the same page and they're in a different view. I'm simply saying that's a terrible attitude. <laughs> right. I'm not arguing that it's a terrible attitude. I'm just telling we'll, you... But that's how America, that's how most of Americans think, or a good chunk of Americans, to get everybody, I mean, to get everybody sick. They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you got sick," you know. No, and yeah, I think that's that's, all, that's on you. I think that's the problem, and like, we are now measuring. See what I'm doing, and why I am not freaking out 
uh, when I go out is when I wear a mask. Absolutely. Two, when I come home, I'm, I'm gargling with either the Listerine or the hydrogen peroxide. I'm taking cold showers. I'm doing, I'm doing stuff to boost my immunity. I'm taking all my, my vitamins. Right. So that's that's what I'm doing to counteract stupidity. Now, is that a, is that 100% foolproof? It's not. But that but that's what I'm doing because I want to keep living a normal existence. Yeah. And here's the thing: is I feel like you see your folks far less than I see my folks. I see my dad every day, and right. my decisions affect his life. And, right. his, and he is aware of the decisions I make and right. is on board with what I've decided to do at this point because he knows I was, uh, we were all locked up for months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point is is that like uh, my decisions affect him. So whether or not they're on board or not, that means a lot to me, but it's still at the end of the day, I have to live with the decisions I make. Right. And if I get if I go somewhere, which I have, yeah. and I bring it to them, then I literally have to live with that for the rest of my life. Sure. Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, you and I are going to be okay probably because we're we take care of ourselves. We're healthy, but we're also not in our seventies. We're also like right. You're not overweight. Right. We don't have pre-existing health issues. So we should, you know, should be okay, right? But here's here's the thing. It was, you know, in, in my family, not, uh, my parents don't live far. I mean, my dad came over and let the people to bring out, bring in the TV today. So my parents are close, and I didn't like you know, So I see them a lot. So I, and I'm loving the way I'm living and being around my parents. But my parents are kind of out and about. My parents, are hit, you know. My mom said, Tom, this is back in March. She goes, it's really only affecting old people. And I was like, news, newsflash, Ellen. <laughs> you're, you're over 70. And I'm just, I just want to say, like, 70 is the new, like, 60. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But still, 60 is not, like, prime for this this particular. I just, so, but, and then my sister actually had it. You know, we talked about this. We she'll, have. She'll never smell or taste again. That is just wild to me. And. And she's and she was um, in the middle of it, like in the middle of like Marsh neighbor when we still didn't know a whole lot about it. She was still like hanging out with mom and dad and hanging out with her, her kids. Going out and, and, you know, and going, going to work. Stuff. Yeah, and she was anti mask and you guys are blowing us out of control. Does portion. she wear a mask now? I don't know if she does. I'm sure she does. I'm sure we, like at work or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure she so. puts on her mask. So and let's plays say along, that she's plays a, along. But she's pretty anti-mask, and, and, I, and I think that's kind of why Karma got her in the ass and said, "Okay, you want to be anti-mask." So she does not have smell at all. Still. No, she can't taste her smell. But you know what was lucky is that she wasn't a spreader. I mean, she definitely could have. She was around my family when she had it, and she did not spread it. And that's what's crazy about this is this thing. Is I don't think that it's. I think it's arbitrary. I think it is. You're more. You're more likely, clearly, if you're around someone to. Um, uh, you're more likely when you're around someone who has it, of course, to to get it than not. It is arbitrary. Like uh, I've heard stories where like one person spread it to the entire room, and I've heard stories where a bunch of people and like it misses every third person. Right. Know. Well, they're called uh, super spreaders. Right. Super spreaders like the White House event. Um, right. There was a super spreader there that. Right. Who knows who it was? Well, well, super spreader is it an event or is it like one specific super spreader? No, super like a person. Oh, literally, they have. Did you have it? You are a super spreader. So you spread it to a lot of people. I thought a super spreader. I I misunderstood that. No, it's a, it's an actual human being that actually no spreads it to a lot of people. And but there's going to be a lot of people that don't spread it to anybody. I.e., my sister. Let's talk about it because, and I know that we were talking with like elections coming up in 13 days, but we are on the main issue at hand in this country, which is we're coming into winter. 
when flu season's about, which I got my flu shot, and you were... You're I'm like, anti-flu shot. You're anti-flu shot. Is it because you just don't believe in injecting stuff? Yeah, I don't want... Well, yeah, I don't want to put a, a, a virus or, a, you know, something in my body that could make me sick. I know, there's all kinds of stories of people doing that and then getting sick. And I'm like, why would I do that? So, again, I've been... I, you know, this isn't new to me. Do you adhere to the thought that they're pumping you with the virus, or do you think it's it, it's an antibody that makes your let's call it your white blood cells work because they think it's a virus and so then it I, get, I understand how it works I just don't I don't subscribe to the to, I don't want to do that I don't want to get a shot of anything I, I will I will fight this and if I get sick I will fight it alone but I will again hammer the meds get under the covers you know I will retain so the, what's the difference so, between so, medication and antibody you know I don't know I just is it like something that you believe like it's a, is, yeah it's a mental thing is it like a placebo like let's talk about it is it like, a, like we talked about the idea of a placebo well we're going to talk about that somewhere else but a we placebo talk, we talk about it anytime uh, the placebo the idea that like do it like I've often thought of certain things as a placebo like oh if I have this I believe it and therefore if I believe in my body right it's going to fight it because it thinks it's fine right so I think I get the flu shot and I get the flu shot I don't want to get the flu right and then I probably, if I don't get the flu, it's, it may, maybe I did, and I just don't even, like, my body fights it off because it's like, you're good, dude. You already got the flu shot. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly so. And I, my thinking is that if I, if I start to feel sick or like I'm coming off with something, I will start fighting you immediately. But I, it's like anything else, like, I, uh, like going to the, to the dentist or something. I, I will, I'm not going to go... Uh, unless just I have a toothache, you, you know, I'm, I do I'm the all, same. I'm gonna wait till it hurts. I do the same. It's probably not. The, it's probably not. I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't think it's the best choice for me, but it is what it is. Right. Um, but and, and the only reason I bring that up is like with the flu season coming up and COVID, which is this like t- like far worse than the flu. I think we're in for what will be, and and we're we're end of October and it's starting to spike right now. Oh yeah. No, um, we are more open now with it with sure. higher numbers. Because people are, are tired. They're tired, and they're yeah. like, I don't care. I don't care. And it's that attitude that I think it's a problem. It's like, even my attitude, which is this hybrid, like, like I'm being cautious, but not, like, yeah. but I'm doing the best I can, but I'm still going out, and right. I'm still, like, meeting people in limited numbers, and I'm still having, like, people over for dinner, or, like, outside, but even if I'm outside, I'm close enough where it's, like, is it, like, really six feet? Right. So I think that's where we are. And then you have people in, like, the red states and, like, some of those that are in the other states who are just like, I'm done with this. It's bullshit. It's a hoax. Because right. you have a message from a president who says it's and a I hoax. I don't even think they think it's a hoax. I just think they don't – they think that – and, again, if you were to watch the uh, Netflix special on coronavirus, it shows, like, where it is in the graph. And it, it's, like, right here. And it's, it's one of these where it's, it's highly contagious – but it's not as deadly. And that's where it's kind of like in that danger zone because it's going to kill a lot of people that should have lived because it's not killing enough. Like with SARS and all the, and stuff like that, like it was highly I contagious get, and, and a lot of people totally died. I get this concept so, of like it's survival of the fittest in the world is probably finding its way because I do believe at some point our sciences are keeping people alive that shouldn't be alive. Correct. Amen. And, and I... I, I, I love I think it's great because great good for science but I do think some ways the world and like 
Mother Nature fights back and says this isn't this the world's it's not unsustainable. Unsustainable. So it finds a way to do what it has to do. Exactly. Um, so, like in theory, in the grand scheme of like, if we look it back on it, we're like, oh, this was a way to like the the Earth and the world just kind of find a way to like yeah curve its numbers. Yeah, exactly. Get get it back um, to get it back to normal. Get it back. So to you could look at it in that respect, but I also do think that like we have an obligation because we have the responsibility and the knowledge point and just because the world says this is how it's going to be doesn't mean that we shouldn't fight it the best way we can sure um, but you know then, it, then it's like uh, are you, you're, you're fighting mother nature so, so to speak um, I do I do believe in content like it, because we're, we've been fighting um, you know death and time with you know my, when my mother was a uh, nurse Dan said if you've got a heartbeat they'll keep you alive they can they can there's sure. so much medicine sure. out there they can keep you alive sure. so we're keeping more people in good health and alive than any time probably Absolutely. in the history you of the ask, world you ask myself the question of like at some point in the history of the world being our age 37 40 or 45 45 like we would be elders going on 29 yeah 37 going on 22 so. <laughs> <laughs> We would be elders, you know. We'd be like the elder statesmen, oh, yeah. and like we would be like these, like. Because you look at people in their forties, way back, and like, God, they're those like, old shit, man. man. Do you think I like? It's I a hard do not life. Look, I do not look like a forty-year-old, or <laughs> seem to be, or feel like a forty-year-old. No, hell no. I just quarterbacked a flag football game tonight. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about it because uh, we wanted to jump into we, it. We jumped in there. I want to like let's like in the true words of Zach Morris, freeze. <laughs> How'd you play tonight? Played pretty well. Um, we scored every, scored a touchdown every drive. Okay. And this team was good. Like they had uh, a guy that could throw the ball, had good arm. They ran routes. Their dudes had like. Are he, we in playoffs? This we're four zero. We, okay. we haven't lost, so I don't know how many regular season games we're going to have. Normally we have seven, so they might cut down to five. Do you play one season or two? Just one. Just one in the fall. Um, but there's probably three undefeated teams right now. So did they win without you last week? They did. Uh, uh, Touchdown, Ted. Uh, no, no he, he did a good job backing up. He's my go-to wide receiver. He played at IU, and he played a little bit in the NFL. So the guy knows how to throw a football. Yeah. And he knows – he watches me. Like, he probably did the same thing I did. You, know, you got to hit the So you're early. saying that the Touchdown, Ted, who played in the NFL, was like, I'm going to watch what Tom Power says, TP. He said, I learned from the best. I said, I said sounds like Ted threw some uh, dimes last week. He said, "Quote unquote, I learned from the best." <laughs> maybe, maybe we could get a quote for one of our shows. <laughs> we'll have t- we could on. Just be like, "I learned from the best." He did. Uh, all right, unfreeze. Um, but my point, like going back to this COVID situation and where we're at, is that we're about to turn the corner into what I think. Look, if the numbers were bad before, and what to your point, they're worse than they were before. Maybe. And we're, and we're wide open. And we're almost full throttle. People are like, fuck it. And, but I think uh, I think more people wear masks. They do. And I think if more people are wearing masks, I think more people will stay home, even though it, it's business as usual. Like, the traffic it is definitely business as usual. You know, traffic Businesses are open. Yeah. Stores are open. We're almost back. I don't think we're 100% back business as usual because a lot of people are still working from home. But There's not a business I've been to that has been like... Although, I'll tell you what, I went to a restaurant down to pick up food tonight, and there are still restaurants that are only, like, pick up. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Right. 
I don't um, like eating in restaurants. But here's my here's my point on this: is that I think if people are wearing more masks or being more cautious, maybe it's not everybody's going out. Maybe you know just staying home a little bit more. Maybe we cut down on the actual flu flu season. That'd be interesting because I do think, to your point, we whether we're much more amped up than we were three months ago. I think people are still so much less willing to go party together. Right. There are plenty of people who do parties together, but like to be at a bar just to be at a bar. Right. Like I have no desire for that. And I've done that. And how did did you enjoy it, or was it? Yeah, like, that was fine. You know, I think everybody. I think that we're to a point that if somebody's a little bit under the weather, I think they're staying home. So I think most people are out. Now, again, you could be like my, my sister and only have the taste and smell thing. But I think even if you have that, I think you're you're, you're cognizant enough to stay at home. Someone's still disinclined to go. Like, right. And it's it's fine. And like, I'm totally good with it. You are, but I just don't feel... I don't think I have fun because I'm so like thinking about it the whole time. Sure. Yeah. So it's not a lack of not wanting. I just I'll think about it and I'll laugh. I'll go. Well, here we are. <laughs> Essentially, we're in the fire. Um, but that's where, like, that's I think my thing is that until I can kind of feel comfortable being in a in a group surrounding where right. I'm enclosed or yeah, and like, but see, and that's your prerogative, and you are doing the you are doing the right thing. And that, for me, for you, that's right. And yeah, I don't blame you for for for. I'm and like at the end of the day, it's my choice to be around you still and, and, and believe that you are doing the best you can so well you know I'm, I'm wearing a mask absolutely know, I mask up and I'm not I like, love I, and, I'm, and I tell people I said I like wearing a mask I think most people are dirty and I want to protect myself <laughs> from, it's actually it's actually kind of nice right it's yeah kind of like, this is actually not I wish I was doing well, this all my life I had a friend like I'm not going to say anything but I had a friend over earlier and we were going to pick up dinner and we both wore masks in the car she wouldn't to our mask inside. She like she, we sat out on this exact balcony and had dinner six feet. Did she apart. wear a mask? She did. Wow, that's another level. She's intense. That is intense. For her to be like in the same presence, even with the mask, is a big deal. So she would not be here without her. Wow. She would be mad at me for not telling. Yeah. Like if I had you over and she were to, um, she'd be upset that I didn't, you know, like. Yeah. I didn't tell her. Like uh, she doesn't care what I do, but if she, it involves her choices, yep. Then I put her in a bad position. Yeah. And that's fair. Like I know that. That's why I don't like. Yeah. So I mean, everyone has their own. Like she's next level. Right. I'm middle level. Is she like really close to like? old people or parents you know, or she sees her parents yeah probably less than I do okay but still enough she just doesn't want to get sick she doesn't want to I get just it. think she's super paranoid gotcha I'm paranoid but she's super paranoid well our mutual friend Vaughn got her second COVID test of the season did she have issues she got a little sore throat she's a she goes I'm officially uh hypochondriac I go well welcome to the club well she is actually someone who I know who's, who does her thing too I mean, oh yeah she's in restaurants and doesn't yeah no she's still be bopping you know and so, uh, she, she, is she neg yeah she's negative good so I go that's not even a symptom it's sitting calm it down yeah I wake up because I sit with a fan on and I'm like oh my nose is dry I think I, I think I've got it and then I run to the refrigerator and I like try to think the stinkiest thing I can can smell or like taste and I'm like Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the smell test. That's hilarious. 
But uh, the best is like when my dad says he's got it, and I'm like, "Well, did you pass gas?" And he's like, "I did." And he's like, "Did you smell?" He's like, "Stunk." I was like, well, "You're good, dude." <laughs> uh, uh, good so we kind of joke about that, um, but yeah, it's coming. I think it's going to get worse. Right. So you would not go to a uh, NFL game right now. It's so interesting that you should say that. I don't think I'd be feeling comfortable. The way they have it now with like 12,000 fans, if you and I were in a row and there was like two or three rows behind us, I think I probably would be okay. Not because I want to go, but I've seen how they have it. I think we should be at least uh, close enough so that uh, Zach Taylor can hear our disparaging comments. I mean, if we want to go to the Zach Taylor route, we can, but like, <laughs> I'll answer first. I, I'm disinclined to go to an NFL game or any sports game at this time in my life, in my career, but I've seen how, like, if it, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. If it was right now where there was like 6,000 people in the stadium, or 80,000, yeah. and I could sit with like 10 rows behind me, sure. Right. Um, Are they allowed more? Or what's, what's I think still? they're up to 12 up out to 12. of 80, which is still not that much. What is it called, 80? 70. 60, 60, 68, 67, 68. I thought. Mm. Um, Google. You're going to look it up. Are you going to Google me? Are you going to be a Google guy? <laughs> He's someone's being gonna, a Google dick. Someone's going to fact check this guy. How many friends of yours are the one? Do you have a lot of friends who are like, let me fact check you right now? Uh, I'm that friend. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, Zach Taylor. So, for those that are listening to us from somewhere else... We do speak a little bit about local sports, and uh, since we're staring at the Bengals stadium, we do stare at the Bengals stadium. And the Cincinnati Bengals hired a 37-year-old coach who is the reincarnate of a coach. He's 37. He's 38. Jesus. 37, 38. 65-5. Fuck you. I don't want to hear your bullshit. There you go. I said 80. Ba ba ba. Um, and I think he's losing the locker room. I think so too, because uh, I mean, what's it? They're making like moves, and then like with Dunlap and Gino and What's, some, of the, some of the other staples. To be specific, he is starting to bench some of these older players, and that maybe are, rightly so. But he had that combo. Absolutely, I think what the, the issue is is that now we've got social media. These guys are getting on social media saying like, "We're blindsided." Well, they, they never told us this, right? And if you blindside somebody, then you've lost. So the there's where he was. Like you could. You could do what you're doing. Like Why you not sit down with Gino and go, hey, Gino, how many, how many snaps do you think you get? But I think that what I've heard from other sources is that he kind of did have these conversations, but these players are still going on last one. Gotcha. So I've heard Carlos is actually like a one-man wrecking show. This Carlos Dunlap is kind of going out there saying, like, I didn't know this. But earlier in the year, they're like, hey, Carlos, look, you're a little bit older. We want to save you. We're gonna play you less, right? And it's like that didn't happen in the beginning, and all of a sudden it happened. And I don't think I think it's bullshit. Well, I mean, I think they do need to rest older players and give them a little more. I think they need to trade them all and <laughs> like trade the like. Here's the problem: and then I oh, do we were think twenty one to nothing, dude. You lose the you lose the twenty one to nothing on the road in the first quarter. Right. We were literally asking for a team to come back. Sure. If it was twenty, if it was a gradual twenty-one to nothing, right, where you've held yeah, them a, a couple point. times, I mean, it's the NFL, right? Um, unless you continue to score, which this team. Oh, and I, I did hear that they uh, the uh, the other team tonight was calling me uh, Philip Rivers. They were calling you Philip Rivers. Oh man, Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a compliment. I'll take it. 
Uh, were you hitting? Were you hitting shots? Oh, were, dude, I was. I was dialed in. You know what? I'm happy to have Philip Rivers on my show. I on was, our show, I hit a couple bombs. I, I, I uh, the dude. I don't know how far it actually is. But it's, it's probably at least 40, 45, 50 yards. And bomb. And I, and I was walking. I walked by the guy that was like playing defense. And that was pretty. Do you think they're gonna fire Zach Taylor? I don't think so. I don't think Mike's gonna do that. Do you think he's deserved to fire? Fire based off of? Let he's me ask getting, you. He's getting close. Record? Do you think he deserves to be fired? He's three eighteen and one. Yes, record. Yes, but do you think last year counts because it was a, it was pretty unfair for him? True, but I think this team has the weapons and their defense should be serviceable enough. Although to, to you can make the argument that the defense is without four of the guys they signed this offseason, including their number one, true DJ Reader, who is really good. Yep. Then their number one corner. Uh, they just lost. Like, Gino wasn't playing for four games. Right. Um, they have three or four guys off the street. My issue with what happened last week was it was third down. They were up 21-14 to 14 or something. Or 24-17 or 24-20. <laughs> it's a lot of options there. It was close. It was close <laughs> to the end of the game. And it was third down. And they've lost all these guys. And who do they have on the bench? Carl Lawson. D- uh... Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunham. But they had these guys like Christian Covington, Denzel Washington. So you're saying at that crucial time, you guys send the players in. I mean, they they pick up scraps on the heap, and they're playing in the most important part of the game, and you have your highest paid players on the bench. That's how you lose a team. Well, you know, I was listening to uh, Calter today. Did you listen to Calter? A little bit. I think he's kind of a hot taker. Yeah, he, he is for sure. But anyway, he was talking about the our, our division. And he, I guess the Ravens went out and picked up a... a Yannick and Gukwe. Yeah, for like some draft picks because they were like, we need to keep, keep up with the Steelers because the Steelers are legit. Right. And the, the Browns are getting better. And he goes, oh, I feel sorry for Joe Burrow. I mean, I do too. <laughs> I do too. I, yeah. think the, I actually think the coach is a contributing factor. And when I think the coach is a contributing factor because I think he is losing the rock locker room, that's why I want him not because of his record, but because of the way he's conducting his business, and I think it's it's crappy. The other thing that I've always said is that this particular coach has absolutely backed a line coach who's backed the worst offensive line. And right. they've doubled down on it. Yeah. And instead of saying, hey, you know, we need to fix this, or we need to challenge these guys to be better, they're like, no, they play great. Like and we're not stupid, <laughs> and if they think that they're actually good, they are stupid. Right. So they have to go. So if he's backing this coach who says they're great, and he says they're great, then I actually think he's he's not good enough. Right. Like, be better. Be better. Do better. Like Protect ask ask for better. Like your right. your quarterback who's actually. You did a good job against Jacksonville. He's terrible. Great. Good right. You. you know, here's the thing: is that you are asking. Like, everybody here is excited about this quarterback, but everyone's devastated that he's getting killed. Right. I don't think anyone... I think everyone knows... In the country, it's like anybody that follows the NFL... Right, like, and they love Joe Burrow. He's Poor a good Joe guy, Burrow. but, like, that guy is getting crushed. Right. So, um, I did want to ask you, because this week was big in one respect, uh, it is TV's pick of the week. I think there's two. Oh, uh, well, you know, it, it, we kind of kind of missed the window because it was... Uh... We need a jingle for TV's pick of the week. <laughs> TV's pick of the week. So, can we remember that? Okay. We will never remember that. Never. Uh, Anyway, 
again, I've been sticking to just the one hitters on Netflix where you learn stuff. You know, I want to bring okay. something to the table where, uh, and I probably should probably look at something more entertaining. No, I actually think it's better because it's more like talking. I'm gonna tell but you. About I just mine. watched um, Colin Quinn's uh, Red State Blue State. Okay. And uh, he did a great job. It was about an hour, a little over an hour. He just talked about how, again, the red's getting redder, the blue's getting bluer. There's no nobody in the middle, uh, and just kind of like how this country. Uh, was greedy in the beginning after you know, had 13 colonies and he goes that was, that was a lot that's a lot to govern at one time you know and he goes we're the same size as Europe Europe is a bunch of different countries mm-hmm. you know because they know every six or seven hundred like, miles is he people, the United States is the size of Europe yeah I thought we were bigger than Europe just Europe as a whole right okay you know what I'm saying like England France well I didn't realize that I actually am like is, oh that, my God. is that something that I should oh my realize? lord oh my is lord is that something I we'll thought we were we'll cut that we'll cut that out no I actually am okay to admit the fact that I thought the United States as a country are, was bigger than, no the, the, the size I'm not talking about Russia though. like no Russia 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 land wise are you including Russia no, they're, they're like... You're uh, literally laughing at me right now. Like, <laughs> I'm very concerned about him. He says he's intelligent on all these things. Well, because, um, you know, Russia is probably the same size as us. Absolutely. I think Russia's bigger, isn't it? But, yeah, but he, his point was, it's like every six or 700 miles, people think differently. Sure. And, that, and that there's... You know, God gave us a bunch of uh, indicators with rivers, you, mountain does, ranges. Is he, is he thinking... Okay, go ahead and finish But this. he's just saying that we got so... You know, we got greedy, wanted the whole country under one umbrella where it probably should have been broken down into separate segments where people were just different. You know, Essentially, kind of, like the racist part. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. The southern, like Florida's its own country because it's crazy. Right, exactly. Uh, so, something west. And he, and he breaks down, he, he literally went through all 50 states and gave everybody like a, a great a, 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 no, a tagline. Like, uh, he goes, Kentucky. He goes, no matter how what you do or how great you are, you're always going to be a hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a new hillbilly. Yeah. And they said something about Ohio being like the the relatables, you know, you know, stable person, but always replaceable. Well, you said something earlier that said that Ohio is like... The, yeah, up and the, coming. In what respect? Just like affordability, like like ease to buy a house. How like, many times in the last 15 years have you heard Ohio is like the next one? Well... Yeah, it's, no, it's been a while, but I think that the, the Ohio cities have really kind of stepped up, especially you know, especially this way with the, with the different um, tru- areas they've they've uh, rejuvenated. I truly believe that Cincinnati, and I've been to many places, has pretty much everything you could ask for. It's major sports, right? It's got it's got a city life, it's got a rural life, it's got a it's got the suburbs, it's got right, it's got like. Well, I was in uh, I was in an Uber cab or I'm sure, but uh, probably two years ago, and this guy was like, "No, a lot of people are moving to Cincinnati is because of all the different areas you can go to and like party within like a 15 minute ride. So you go to Covington, you go to Newport, you go to OTR, really you, go to, you go to Banks, you go to Mount Adams, you go to Mount Lookout, you go to you go here, there, everywhere within 15 minutes. Right. You can bebop around the city. North side, you can get a... North side, like, yeah. I looked at a lot of places, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different places you can you can go to and have a good time. Or you can just kind of live in that neighborhood and just, like, hunker down. Have your little... And that's why I always, like... This has always had, like, the best of every world. I've lived in a big city like Miami. I'm sure we're going to hear that in our podcast. I mean, that's real talk. Um, 
It is. It encompasses everything to me. And what it's good for me is, like, I don't have to feel like I'm living on top of someone else, even though we're living on top of... Well, you are. um, (laughs) I am living on top of someone else. But I mean, in the respect of, like, I'm not overcrowded. I can get out of the city really easily within five minutes. Sure. Um, You could be, like, you can walk a park and not be, like, it's not a manufactured park. Right. It's like an actual, like, park. Old school. Right. Um, but you could also go to the middle of, like, downtown Cincinnati, walk around. And, and go to a manufactured park. Huh? And get to a manufactured Absolutely. park. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want one, Washington. Um, oh, right, no, right down here in the banks. That's there's, amazing. like, many manufactured parks, but... Right. So, yeah, that, was that, was that was on last time. That was really, I didn't notice it. That's, they gotta, yeah. Seriously. I don't know. It must happen the same time. We're all, Late. I think that's the uh, the the air horn to change that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, so you did that, and what was another Netflix show that you loved? Oh yeah, so I did that one, and then I did one that was on um, this guy over uh, an Indian British dude, who, a doctor, who did basically a study on alcohol back in uh, 2016, because at that time they they cut the units. Um, like 21 units down to 14 units and that's kind of a big deal like why'd you cut it down so much and basically it's just all the you know the, the usual suspects of why you would do something because it's a cars, carcinogen okay carcinogen am I saying that right I do so, not know so it causes they found out you know it causes cancer so okay. you, you need to drink a little less during the week uh, or you know, obviously spread it out I have no idea what you're talking about but that's <laughs> but basically just breaking down the, the science behind alcohol, why people, okay. why people get drunk, why some get drunk faster than others, what's a better cure for a hangover, can you prevent a hangover? Well, what is the better cure for a hangover? Um, they gave like um, this, so they gave this, they gave like uh, people that worked at this brewery, they had like 10 people they gave a pill to that was supposed to, you know, made of, and I, damn, I Googled it, maybe I can find what the name of that pill was, and then 10 people got nothing. Placebo? Yeah, just absolutely nothing. You're going to drink as much as everybody else, and you're going to smoke your hangover. And then they gave 10 people like this uh, bangers and mash breakfast or something like this. Let me guess what one. Bangers and mash. You know, obviously six for six were whatever. Oh, six for six people. So six people were hungover. Uh, Three of of six that took the pill didn't seem to have any type of hangover. Really? And, And after eating the breakfast, one of six didn't have any sides of the hangover. So, so literally, like five of six still had the hangover. So, yeah, five of six still had so the hangover. So the big breakfast did nothing. No, so the, the pill actually did its job. No hopefully, kidding. Yeah, and I hope I can find this here. You need to buy me this pill. Um, I get hangovers in a weird way. Like, I don't get head hangovers often. Maybe once or twice. I should have wrote that down. I probably. I do think head hangovers come from like certain type of drunk, like. Hunger. Oh, and they yes, it, and they did the like the white, white spirits versus the dark spirits, and which ones. Here. So I get stomach hangovers. Okay. So, like, my stomach, it's not that I feel nauseous. It's probably not a it good just, sign. Huh? Probably not a good sign. That it's stomach? I have for, like, 20 years. Yeah, okay. So, it's not like an, it's, yeah, well, I've been drinking for 20 years. <laughs> um, like, I just go to my stomach and then I'm not hungry or, like, it's not a nauseous thing. It's more of, like, right. it, it doesn't hurt, but it's just, like, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. But not, like, sick. It's just, like, I'm just, like... But it's not a head hangover. It's always like... I can hang a head head hangover. Do you? Yeah. I had one a few weeks ago. It's not fun. No, they're not fun. Um, I... Like, the stomach one I'm so used to. Yeah. 
And like maybe just that's battle, battle through it. You take the you take the anvil, right. you drink the I water, think I you try to like go to McDonald's. Right. I try to like drink a lot of fluid. Yeah. I'm trying to try to drink a lot of fluid. Try this for me. Next time you get the, the you get you get the stomach. Is that I right? do. So do this for me. Um, do like two or two sets of my of my breathing exercises. Okay. I've been doing that for, for um, so you you do. Uh, how long for like 30, 30 reps 30 reps and then hold your breath for as long as you can and then take a big deep breath in hold it for 10 to 15 seconds and do it again so I'll do, do it two, two sets um, let's see if that helps actually we'll try that yeah because uh, the oxygen I think get more oxygen in, in your body can't hurt you I absolutely think that could really help quite a bit because I know my hangovers I know it's like Less to do. I'd, although as I'm getting older, I'm starting to get like the head hangover a little bit more, coupled with the with the uh, stomach thing. But my right. stomach is—it's always been my stomach, um, which is weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too graphic with the stomach stuff because that could lead to about a lot of different. I'm sure I have issues. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I do. How are we on time? How are we looking on this? Uh, I think we're actually very close. Have we hit everything? No, we didn't even hit everything. Like, I didn't even... We have, like, six or seven minutes left. I was going to say my pick of the week. Yeah, your pick of the week. For, like, for a new show that you don't know is a show called Ted Lasso. Ted Ted? Lasso. Lasso. Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Okay? He is an American football coach. Okay. I think I heard about this. You have. It's, It's been all over, and people haven't, like... My buddy told me to watch it. He goes to England to become the head coach of a football of a soccer team. Yes, it looked a little cheesy for me. It's a little cheesy, but it's actually super entertaining. Okay, I would put it in line with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, that's what I was going with. That. Like cheesy in like a fun way, but you enjoy it. Right. Okay. Um, and like he goes over and he's like this positive guy, and it has definitely aspects of Major League. Okay. Where like the female owner wants to destroy the team <laughs> for because, what purpose? Because she, her ex husband loved it, and she uh, took the team as like, and she was like, I just want to mess it over. So she hires this American football coach who coached him fo- like American football at Wichita State, right? And he's this positive guy, and nobody really can hate him, and he, uh, um, and he comes over and he wins the team over, and they build up and like. And there's some drama, and it's in the set. Like, there's moments where I didn't think it would go as deep as it does. It's a roller coaster of emotions. I would say it's a small one. It's like the beastie of emotions. <laughs> the it's not be- a lot of emotions, but it's like, oh, I didn't expect that to go there. So, yeah, it sounds very Cobra Kai-ish. It is. Um, so, it's, like, fun. So, I that's my kind of show. That's what I like to watch besides uh, the debate. I don't know who you're flicking off, but the bug? No, there's a tugboat out here. Oh, I didn't realize you. Oh, because it's. It just sat there. Is it just shining and in your face? It started to pull off. And it stopped again. Is it shining in your face? It's a little in, annoying. In the face. In the face. Um, so, yeah, that was my pick of the week. But uh, it's a good week. Yeah, man. Good ne- week. Let me preview next week Halloween. Halloween. Now, is, is it actually Halloween next week or is it the week before? I Halloween? think it's our Halloween episode. It's our Halloween episode. Okay, do, you have, so are you, do you have a costume? Bring your gore. I do. I got all kinds of costumes. Should I come in costume? You should. Yeah, I will. All right, I will wear a costume too. <laughs> Maybe we'll put our, our head picture as a costume. We'll also be talking about one week to the election. Uh, we'll also be talking about COVID again. I'm sure. that's all there is to talk about. 
it's the hot and, topic. And then your playoff experience, and uh, I don't even know. Have yeah. Anything fun this weekend? Uh, playing golf Sunday in the last round of our office championship against uh, my Are you arch. Uh, not this round. So we, we did uh, four rounds early in the season. I beat him all four. Uh, he beat me handily the first round, and I've been trying to battle back. Uh, I think I've got four or five shots to make up, which I can do. Um, so but the Eagles will do it. Yeah. So he he beat me by nine, and then I beat him by three, and then by one or two. So um, we've got a few shots to make up, but that's going to be a Walton Pond Sunday morning. Uh, but it's going to be a little chilly, only a high of 54. So. Hey, sometimes you just got to players play. Gotta fight through it. Players play. Players play. Right. Yeah. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. <laughs> hey Hey and speaking of crushing, I'm going to crush this episode right now. <laughs> and uh, bid everyone adieu. Adieu. And uh, I wish everyone well and uh, go vote. Go vote for the right person. Take and care of yourself and each other. Hashtag and Springer. each other. It's, it's every week. Hashtag that Springer. Hashtag Springer. And uh, love yourself and love another. Hashtag Mike. Right. Mikey. Peace out. Have a good night. <laughs>